0: On this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock.
1: Use coupon code CONVERSIONLIFTMILLIONS to get a meaningful ad credit from Facebook ads.
2: Unsubscribe and report. Gmail ads are being discontinued.
0: Amazon shoppers are laying it all online this holiday season.
1: The Facebook ads product guide does not want to hear about your Facebook ads problems, but we'll tell you about ours anyway.
2: <laughs> Ahrefs equals www.marketingclock.com. Unfortunately, we are still talking about this slash a this is an audio platform (laughs) (laughs)
0: plus find out why tears are monopolizing everyone's time in the Finn household
3: Uh all
2: on today's show
3: marketing o'clock is your weekly dose of digital marketing news a proud part of the search engine journal podcast network we record every week from the Cypress North studios located in beautiful Buffalo, New York Tune in to our critically acclaimed Famous Friday News Show for insights, updates, rants, and much more as we cover the full gamut of digital marketing for you. If you want to follow along, just check out our show notes or head over to marketingoclock.com for all of the links from today's articles. And please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode.
1: Hey there, I'm Christine Zernheld,
3: AKA Shep.
2: I'm Jess Bud, And I'm Greg Fenn.
0: And it is officially Marketing O'Clock. Here on December 4th, 2020. Remember you can catch our famous Friday news show on YouTube or your favorite podcast player each and every Friday morning.
2: All your digital marketing news from the week.
1: Powered by the digital marketing community.
0: And if you want to join the conversation, and please do, just hit us up. We are at Marketing O'Clock Everywhere.
1: Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another episode. We are in studio again. I was just telling Jess and Greg, this is like being in jail, kind of, and <laughs> guys, with the sneeze cards. And you guys are like, it's visiting hours, and you're my family. Because we
2: are here in person in a plexiglass palace where there's just plexiglass everywhere. Palace is a strong word. (laughs) It's it's executive palace.
1: But it's so nice to all be together whatever way that needs to be. So what is going on with you, Jess?
0: I just have to say I have found my Dr. Pimple Popper, my gross (laughs) thing that I
2: like to watch. In you know it. we got like we got thumbs down on that video that Chef had and talked really? about chicken dinners? Well,
0: because you put you chicken, put, you put like <laughs> seven chicken dinners. You always still I'm talk about I you. said chicken
1: dinner one time. You really <laughs> no, want to that's You made lie. it a that thing. That's why you know you it
0: made it a thing. I
1: think I said it one time.
0: Yes. Well, we have a we'll Go tape. back and watch. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. We so have a zone. What is it, Chess? Anyway, this is not an official endorsement. <laughs> 'Cause it's kinda nasty, but it's called another dirty room on YouTube. And they go in like those gross motels you don't want to go and they take like their science kits and they swab the toilets and they lift up the mattress. And like if you want to be grossed out but not in a pimple way, I recommend for no. late night viewing. No. Yes. That's not satisfying though. Do they clean it? No, they don't okay. clean it. <laughs> if they My it is down. It's, it's satisfying. not no, it's not satisfying. It's more like you sit there and you no. you just feel good every time you spend two hundred dollars a night on a room. You're like, I I know why
2: I'm paying this rate. Right
1: There's a resolution in mine.
2: I agree. I'm with shopper.
1: Get out of here, both of you. What about you, Greg?
2: Well, so this past holiday weekend, well, a little backstory. So I have a wife who I've been together for a long time, (laughs) and we almost broke up over a game of Monopoly in the past. (laughs) I'm very competitive, and if there's something that can be happening, you have a move left. It's like make the move, even it, just like give yourself one more roll of the dice.
1: I think I'd break up with you for wanting to play Monopoly. So
2: <laughs> okay, so, God so, bless. So it was like pretty bad. It was like really bad, and we're, we have never played Monopoly since. Our kids got this little kids Monopoly. We played it, and it's like whatever. And the kids are like, oh, I want to play real Monopoly, and so we started playing real Monopoly, and. I'm winning. I'm like, I have, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> I'm, gonna beat, I'm beating six-year-olds. <laughs> but I've got like, you know, it's like three houses on boardwalk and stuff winning. And it's over basically, right? And so my daughter, I'm trying to keep give her like some more turns. I'm like, I'll buy B&O Railroad out for you or whatever. It's usually $200. I'll buy it from you for $400. And she's like, yeah, yeah, I'll buy it, I'll sell it to you for $400. My wife comes in and is like, no, try to get more money out of them. And so...
1: Is that, isn't that not allowed?
2: <laughs> no, it's... it. I could go off on a whole... Show about how terrible Monopoly is. Anyway, so then my daughter goes to me, I'll sell it to you for $500. And I go, no. And I'm not going to negotiate anymore next turn. And then my daughter's like, gets upset. But I'm like, you need, like, it's a parenting lesson. If you want something, take it. Don't listen to other people, kind of thing. Again, I'm kind of a jerk. I get get it (laughs) in this scenario. So my daughter starts crying. And then because my daughter starts crying, my wife starts crying because. (laughs) (laughs) She feels bad that she didn't get the property for my daughter. And then because my wife and daughter are crying. My son starts crying, and then I'm looking at everybody, and I'm laughing so hard that I start crying from my <laughs> laughter, because I'm like, what are you guys doing? You'll get it next turn. I'm just trying to teach you a lesson. I'm like, go after what you want. So everybody in the <laughs> family so household mean. is crying again. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to play monopoly again. Yeah,
0: burn it. Yeah, I mean, the lesson you taught them is I'm going to laugh at you when you cry. <laughs>
2: it was just, there's no reason to cry about it. Oh my god. It was so funny. So That's I'm, amazing. Sure I'm a jerk Yeah, I'm you time. should
1: not be allowed to play that game, especially with
0: children. <laughs> yeah,
1: stick to Candyland. <laughs> oh I,
0: I can't believe they about were Candy playing
1: Land, it. Candyland's too easy. Well
0: if <laughs> you play with this guy, but it's not
1: <laughs> Okay, well, just a reminder, if you have a grievance to air or a spicy take to share, anything you want to get off your chest, our phone lines are open. Visit call.marketingoclock.com and leave us a voicemail on any of the stories you hear on today's show or anything you see in the news next week, and we might play it on next week's show.
2: And we will be at the SEJ eSummit as long as they don't cancel us after my story about making all the children in my house cry. And you can sign up <laughs> and get your ticket today at searchenginejournal.com forward slash SEJ dash eSummit. And we will see you there on the main stage. And also, we've seen a few folks in their Spotify wrapped um, screenshotting us on the podcast. And we're going to give away a shirt to somebody out there on Twitter. If we made the list, and don't try to cheat and use Photoshop, if we're on the list, we'll be there, and we'll randomly select somebody to win one of our either criminal or raise your budgets shirts, so check that out.
0: And I take it I'm not in the running, even though we were my number one podcast. We <laughs> <No, you laughs> got
2: some coming. Fair enough.
0: Today's episode of Marketing O'Clock is brought to you by Upfluence. With Upfluence's all-in-one platform, marketers can streamline their influencer marketing campaigns and scale their influencer program in no time
1: build influencer lists and contact them at scale keep track of all your collaborations and measure your campaign results all in a single platform
2: start streamlining your influencer marketing campaigns today go to get.upfluence.com forward slash sej that's get.upfluence.com forward slash sej to get started and we'll talk some more about how upfluence works and why you can't market without it later in the show
1: What's happening in the
2: news this week? And first up in the news this week is a tweet first spotted by Julia Vise on Twitter, at Julia V-Y-S-E. And she says, Hey, PPC chat fam, here's a bit of news that just dropped just before everyone left for the holiday, dot, 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 dot. And there's a note from Google about Gmail ads saying, Starting July 1st, 2021, Gmail ads campaigns will become a read- only this means that after this date advertisers will not be able to create new gmail campaigns or make changes to existing gmail campaigns including edits to existing gmail ads to continue serving ads on gmail we recommend that you create a discovery campaign discovery ads allow you to expand your reach from gmail to other google-owned services including youtube and discover reaching 3 billion people globally It's billion with a b so if you want to get in front of folks in their gmail inbox discover ads is going to be the way to get there but you also show up across a lot of other google properties and surfaces and youtube
1: yeah and i liked that they looked like e- i mean i never gotten a work full disclosure but i liked that they looked like emails
2: see i had a yeah. lot of success on some of the things back when you could target the sender on there where you could target the domain that it was coming from um they kind of changed that a little bit you could still mm-hmm. try but if you had, we had something where you had accredited investors only, and we could target all these other people that were getting these messages. That if you got the message, you were accredited, and we did actually really good on that. But once they took that away, it kind of kind of dropped it a little bit. Um, but there was a good response back and forth on the thread that I want to add in here, and it's from Natalie Breda. And Natalie said, my reps confirmed this a little while ago since Discovery also shows on Gmail. It's getting consolidated into that. I'm running some Discovery now and they're surprisingly performing pretty well. So Julia went back and said, I really like Discovery, but I don't want to replace Gmail with it. Not everything needs to be on YouTube. And then Natalie said, we're running local campaigns, and I hate that they also run on YouTube. I like lying to myself by saying that our ads probably rarely show on YouTube. <laughs> so that is the way to go. I just never like with Gmail ads. I know I whine about it every time we talk about Gmail ads, the fact that a click isn't a click. Yeah. And when you're reporting and you're showing clicks, you have to take Gmail ads out of the equation because a click is actually opening it up. It's not a click to a website. So I will not miss that feature. Um, And if you really do have a lot of success with Gmail ads, you probably should make as many as you can while you can, right? And we've seen that with some of those HTML ads that were, um, again, sunset, but you can still use. So if you love Gmail, make as much as you can right now and cross your fingers. Yeah.
1: And I wouldn't think they would stick around for too long after if they're not letting you make new ones, right?
2: Well, they've let things go. We still have some clients where we run... Ad copy against old HTML ads that are no longer supported.
1: Wow. Yeah. Okay, well, then make them now. Let them run. Make them now.
2: (laughs) If they're working, build it out.
1: And next up this week, Ad Exchanger reported a code error last week regarding Facebook's free conversion lift tool, and the issue went unfixed for as long as 12 months between August 2019 and August 2020. They just fixed it this past September. (laughs) This reportedly affected several thousand advertisers and it's being reported now that Facebook is offering some advertisers millions of dollars in credits to compensate for miscalculating the number of sales derived from ad impressions. Because the big problem here is people thought things were were working and were investing in it and they're like throwing their money away because it wasn't working at all.
0: Mm.
1: Millions of dollars. So the level of compensation varies depending on the advertiser's spend. But in some instances, the mistake means advertisers are being given coupons worth tens of millions of dollars. Like, what's the code?
0: <laughs> I know, give me that.
2: <laughs> you go to your Facebook ads manager to put it in, and it just...
1: Millions, 20. Rejects
2: it. This <laughs> is oh, rejects, God. shuts down. Get Rob on the blower. We
1: should, oh, don't get Good Rob luck. on the that. blower.
2: That's coming, okay? <laughs>
1: And it did confirm it's offering one-time credits to advertisers, Facebook did, who have been, quote, meaningfully impacted by the issue. But who are they to decide, like, what's meaningful?
0: I mean, if it's been going on for a year, I feel like everyone was meaningfully impacted.
1: Right, everyone needs these coupons I love that you're calling them coupons they call them
2: coupons in this tech crunch <laughs> article not the right word I just love that it was the free conversion lift tool that actually like just <laughs> lifted extra dollars out of your wallet
1: yeah. and I just like the idea of we're all getting like these bed bath and beyond coupons these Facebook ads credits like in the mail we gotta cut them out <laughs> type in the code millions 20 <laughs> <laughs> I want my coupon. Oh, I also love this TechCrunch article because it was like super, super sassy in the beginning. So they're talking about how they have like more problems with their reporting. And they said, for post-Facebook ad metric errors, check out our reports from 2016. Here, 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 and here. (laughs) And it just said that in the text. And then each here was like a link to another article. I just love it. Like Facebook is so out of control. And this is not what they needed right now. And... I love that it came out the week after they were all off of work for Thanksgiving, too. Like, they're all like, we can't handle this right now. Like, (laughs) let's talk about it next
2: week. All of our support broken. All of us, vacation. Here you go.
0: They should have done it right before. Maybe people would have forgotten. I know. Oh, yeah, your coupon doesn't come, and then you just
2: forget by Monday. (laughs) But I think the big takeaway with this is you see something like Conversion Lift, and you see these smart campaigns. And I've, I've seen stuff where we've had trouble attributing it to the sales it's reporting on and if you see like you need to be diligent and not just trust these ad platforms face value I think there's going to be something with smart w- with smart shopping
1: where people I, are going to find out it's not really working as well as they I think. think
2: so I don't know I've just seen some weird instances with it where it's attributing it and it does not it should not be so I, I don't know again some of these things that seem a little bit too good to be true like <laughs> your conversion lift <laughs> like, okay. all right
1: Don't just track things in the ad platforms, for sure. What else is happening this week?
0: All right, last up here in the main news, Amazon boasts of biggest holiday season ever as in-store shopping plummets. And this is from The Verge. And no surprise here, obviously, with things that are happening right now in the world. But according to The Verge, quote, foot traffic to traditional stores reportedly fell by 52.1% on Black Friday, end quote. And that's compared to 2019, so at first, guys, that stung a little bit for me to read because as you know, I'm a retailer on the side and we rely very heavily on foot traffic, but thinking about Black Friday. I mean, as a small business, that's not really our day. We're more a small business Saturday business, if you will. But also there's a pandemic going on if you hadn't noticed. So I'm glad at least this year that Black Friday people took a hit, you know, not took a hit. That's not nice. I'm glad that people weren't standing in lines and punching each other over things on Black Friday. I
2: feel like that's a good thing this year. I didn't know it was a pandemic. I thought was just prison practice.
0: (laughs) Prison practice. (laughs) Prison palace practice. (laughs) Chef loves alliteration. But yeah, I mean, Even though this is a good thing this year, I just think this is a lesson for our small business listeners out here. I'm going to digress for a minute. If your product or service is at all conducive to online shopping and you're not yet selling things online, please start looking at your options because it feels maybe a little bit late in the game for the holiday season this year, but better late than never. Yes, there's a pandemic, but I do think that shoppers are probably changed forever. They're going to start forming habits and shopping online, so adapt and adjust. We can't and ignore extra the di- shift.
2: digression. Get a good POS that yeah. can sell online because we. we had, I had a friend who reached out and was on a POS, wouldn't change POS, and couldn't get it to the web because he had it, it was a whole different thing. So make sure your POS works for the web. Make and- sure
0: your POS isn't a POS. it's so true i mean things are changing right and it's as evidenced with what happened with amazon even just so far i mean we're in like what the fourth day of december and we're already seeing crazy trends so let's go back to amazon we'll consider the the psa over but please consider online the pos psa I have LOL. (laughs) Just had to think of some letters. Okay. So back to Amazon. They haven't released any actual sales numbers yet, but they did say that through Cyber Monday, twenty twenty has been their largest holiday shopping season so far in the company's entire history. So if things keep going at this rate, it is estimated that forty two cents of every dollar spent this holiday season will go to Amazon. And last year it was thirty six cents. That's That's a fairly big jump. Incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. It's huge. It's almost half a dollar. Did you guys order anything?
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> I couldn't find any really good sales. Like they're all all the time now.
0: Yeah, they definitely like you didn't have to order on Black Friday. Everyone was calling it extended. Yeah,
1: or, what a like first like
2: world problem? There's too many sales. Now. I
1: woke up Black Friday morning and I was just like, take my money. And I couldn't find any good coupons anywhere. I guess we need to call Facebook.
2: Coupons. coupons? <laughs> this
1: isn't Facebook. We don't need
2: coupons. What coupons are you looking for?
1: Um, You know, like I have honey and it just, this isn't an ad, it like scans <laughs> for all of them. And every time it's like no buyer's remorse here, you already have the best deal. And I'm like, that's not what I wanted to see. Yeah. You know who has good coupons now? Gap. Or really? The Gap. Oh, excuse uh, me. Yeah, it's always like 50% off.
0: That's very fancy. I don't know. Chewy was doing some things. And I liked, like we're digressing here, but I liked what Chewy did. They had their Cyber Monday deals and they were like, but if you want to shop on Giving Tuesday, we'll extend Cyber Monday and we'll match it and give it to shelters. So I bought a cat tree, The dog place? Yeah.
1: Oh, they have cat stuff too? They have
0: cat stuff too. Oh. Yeah. All pets. Nice. This Also, not an ad. <laughs> 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 anyway. So Yeah. People be shopping, things are happening online, and it's not just Amazon, the brands themselves making bank. The company did also say that 71,000 small and medium sized businesses worldwide have already surpassed $100,000 in sales for this holiday season. So it's real, people. Again, if you're not online, you probably should be, whether it's with Amazon or not. So something to think about.
3: Now it's time for this week's Take of the Week. This is a hashtag fire digital marketing take with extra spice served up for you.
1: We simply deliver the take for your consumption.
2: We give no opinions. We don't influence. You make the call. And this week's take of the week came from Sean Ellie on Twitter at Sally 2134. And he has a screen grab from a Google ads account. And there are seven transactions. So then when he shows the number of conversions with a search query attached, there's only two for $400. And so he tweets, those five transactions for $5,400 must be real insignificant. Shaking my head. <laughs> hashtag Google ads. <laughs> hashtag PPC chat. And this is what is incredible. Like to say something is significant and then not give people the power to see where all the revenue is coming from is Criminal. Would you like
1: meaningful more? Because that's what Facebook is saying.
2: (laughs) Get this guy a coupon.
1: And now it's time for this week's I See Why Am I.
2: This is just something you might not have seen.
0: Maybe something that you overlooked,
1: but you shouldn't have. I See Why Am I people from Nava Hopkins at Nava F on Twitter. She has this... Screen grab from Google ads. It looks like she's trying to update her bid strategy and it says smart bidding can help improve performance. Check your bid strategy report for more detail about your bid performance and steps you can take. And then it has this bid strategy report, and she can choose to continue with manual bidding or switch to automated. And then she says, it's OK, Google Ads. I think I'll take my chances on manual bidding. This warning is predatory, and I'm not a fan. Never mind. We still have to go hunting for manual bidding in campaign settings. Yes, yeah, so we're making it look like almost she's doing something wrong. I know. Like if it's... you didn't know any better, it's so just criminal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hashtag.
1: What are you they go, doing chef. to people? Or like sometimes like you just like see a button like that and you like think you don't know. You just think you need to press it to confirm. Mm-hmm. That's terrifying.
2: It's rude. I've come to a conclusion where they've completely given up on improving their platform and are now trying to shake every penny out of advertisers. Yeah.
3: Now it's time for this week's lightning round. Pew, pew. At this point in the show, we split up our content into three parts. Paid, organic and social.
0: This week's lightning round is brought to you by Upfluence. Upfluence's all-in-one influencer marketing platform helps marketers streamline their campaigns and take them to the next level. Shep, why do you love Upfluence?
1: So we've been talking about Upfluence for a while now, so our listeners should be pretty familiar. And obviously it's an influencer marketing search platform, so it pulls in engagement from all the different platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, WordPress, if they have a WordPress site, Greg was talking about it last week, that it even pulls that in. But it also breaks it out by time so you can plan your campaign based on when these influencers are having the most successful posts. So when you're searching for people, for every single influencer that comes up, it gives you engagement metrics for the month and the time of day. So you can see like how popular their posts were for every single month of the year and how those are trending. And you get historical data there as well. And then you can also see it for the different times of the day. And it'll say, you know, we have a, they have a 25% engagement rate between 1 and 2 p.m. So there's all this amazing data that you can really dig into. And like I always say, there's just no excuse for not finding the best influencer for your brand.
0: And you can start finding the best influencer for your brand today. Just go to get.upfluence.com forward slash SEJ to learn more.
1: And in paid news this week, Google announced a couple of new features for Discovery ads. So first, four to five aspect ratio images are now compatible and will also make this will also make ads show more prominently in the feeds if they're using that ratio. But what's really nice about this is this is a common asset size for social campaigns. So this should also mean a little less cropping for your design team or if like you have any Photoshop skills and you're doing the cropping yourself, on like me, um, a little less time for you. <laughs> Google's also going to start showing advertisers the estimated conversion volume lift. That sounds like that Facebook thing that didn't work. No, I'm <laughs> Estimates when audience expansion is enabled during campaign setup. They say its internal data shows audience expansion for discovery ads on average yields a 52% lift in conversion at a comparable CPA. So great, like turn this on if you're doing prospecting and if it works, test it but they sneakily turn it on for remarketing campaigns, which is exactly what they're doing in this example. From the article, they have audience expansion enabled for all website visitors audience. That is not what you're, No,
2: that's not remarketing. it is terrible. It is so bad. And then the fact that they're saying a comparable CPA, I'll tell you what, it is not, you can compare any numbers, right? You can compare it all. (laughs) And so they're putting this in there and it is gonna, they're not saying, a more effective, efficient CPA. They're saying comparable. And in no way, shape, or form have I ever seen something comparable with the audience expansion.
1: I just feel like they have a whole team there who like reads things and comes up with the right word for like avoiding being honest for sure. You
2: can compare it. Yeah. One is $100 (laughs) and one is $10,000 CPA. It's comparable. They both have ones and zeros.
1: It's so do not turn this on for remarketing. If you are like test it in a separate campaign and don't call it remarketing. It's so bad.
2: Yeah. We we had one client a few years ago that had audience expansion on for all the remarketing. There was probably two percent of their remarketing, and this is all they were doing. Like we're just doing remarketing. We're just doing it because we just want to target people on our site. It went audience expansion and they were doing no remarketing. Because oh it's crazy.
1: What I do like about this is they have this audience expansion button in the audience builder in Google ads. Like right now, it's just hidden in that slidey bar. So I don't know if that's something that's coming.
2: Guess what? If it's or easier if it's, to turn it off, it's not. Yeah. Coming.
1: So it's probably just for discovery <laughs> campaigns. But that's where it should be for everything. I want to know if it's on or not. They make it. It's so hard to find. I hate it. And I hate the slidey bar. With this announcement, they're also reminding advertisers that Discovery ads are compatible with lead form extensions. That news came out over the summer. And plus, as we said earlier, they want you to switch your Gmail campaigns to Discovery. So they're just really trying to make Discovery happen. That's the moral of the story. And next up, we have a little story, if you will, from product (laughs) manager at Facebook, Rob Leathern. Or I just had to look up his title. Actually, Greg did it for me because his bio now (laughs) says product guy. I work on trust and safety for ads and business products at Facebook. What is a product guy? Him. Okay. <laughs> so.
2: No, he's director of product.
1: Director of product is his title.
2: At least that's what it used to be. Now he changed it to product
1: guy. Product guy. guy. Okay. So- I wonder if that came
2: with a raise. <laughs> Seems like a demotion.
0: <laughs> hey,
2: director of product. You're not a product guy. Put on the hat. Get in the corner.
1: <laughs> it's kind of more fitting for this next tweet. I'll read oh. it. Okay. He says, hello there. Other Facebookers and I cannot reliably assist you on Facebook or Instagram ads or non-ads related issues. I suggest you use in-product reporting tools, appeals, appeal flows is that a thing they don't have appeals they don't work <laughs> <laughs> and then he has links with places to start and he also like pinned it to the top of his profile like he's basically just like stopped talking to me because earlier this year he tweeted that there was a technical issue that caused facebook ads accounts to be mistakenly disabled people were replying to him at the time i said it was nice that he said his dms were open like DM the details if if you your account didn't get reenabled. He's just taking all that back now. He's like, don't no, like, talk to me. Nobody can help you. Use our non-existent <laughs> appeals tools. It's just terrible.
2: I love it. He's like, yeah, don't don't talk to me. And I'm just gonna talk about working out now. Like that's it. Can't
1: pin it to your profile.
2: <laughs> the other thing is like they're building Messenger into this behemoth. Like you can you can file your darn taxes on Messenger, but you can't get help for Facebook ads. Yeah,
1: I was I had a sweet spot for a few weeks earlier this year where Messenger was really working. I said it and working hard at hardly working at the time. I take it back now. It's not working. And the most annoying part about it is you can't just start a new chat from Messenger. Like if you bookmark that page, they're like, oh, you have to submit a form. So then you go to try to submit the form. You find it again. You try to bookmark that page and remember it for next time. And it doesn't have a unique URL. So it just takes you back to like the main Facebook Health Center page. There's no way to save it. I did a screen recording of how to find it to save it for myself.
0: That's amazing. Because I have
1: to go hunting for it every time. Whatever, Rob. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to talk to you either.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Shots fired up today. I love yeah, it. Right? It
0: all started with "Hello there." I thought it was going to be such like, nice. Why story. did he say "Hello there"? I don't know. He sounds like customer support when yeah. he starts that way, doesn't? They yeah, should start with "Goodbye." <laughs> <laughs> goodbye, people. Goodbye, there.
1: They should make Rob like one day just be the guy managing <sighs> all the chats for Facebook support, so he can understand. He'll it's never terrible. understand. And continuing with Facebook ads, fun news. David Herman at Herman Digital on Twitter tweeted today in Facebook ads manager is a dumpster fire. We cannot pull audiences into custom audience sections of of the ad set level. And people were replying to this and it seems pretty clear that it wasn't just a problem for him. It was a problem for everyone. He said, I swear I just need one full day. Of Facebook ads operating correctly. <laughs> just one. I, it's just so sad.
2: We, we should make a <laughs> bot to just ask Rob Leather. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, he doesn't want to hear it. He so. needs to. He'll go private soon. <laughs> And next up from Stephen Johns at Stephen Johns twenty one on Twitter.
2: Twenty one got another one. Yes,
1: he did. He says Bing adds new multi image extensions now launched in the UK after a successful US trial. I totally forgot about these, so they might have been launched earlier in the UK. But let's see if what the audience net let's see what the audience network is like in the UK. Anyone use these yet? So first of all, are they still calling it Bing ads in the UK? Not to call Steven out.
0: Oh, I didn't even catch that. If they
1: are, I'm just mad. Like I have to tweet a lot for the show about Microsoft advertising. And it takes so many characters. And it's they should have just kept Bing for that reason. It's just easier
0: to say, too, like Microsoft advertising. (laughs) It's just so much work. I'm
1: tired. (laughs) I wish they hadn't done it. (laughs) So uh, just as a reminder, These multi-image extensions allow you to display up to five images, so different from anything you could do on Google. If you haven't tested them out, maybe you should. Now you can in the UK. And finally, PPC Kirk posted a list on the Zato Marketing blog called How Do I Learn PPC? List of free courses, books, blogs, and communications. So he basically said that people are asking him all the time, like, I just want to get started in PPC. He talked about, you know, his cousin who just graduated from college. Um, So rather than answering the question individually every time he made this blog post, he has a list of PPC books for beginners, free PPC courses, paid PPC courses, blogs to follow, Facebook groups to join, and guides and white papers. And who do you think is featured in the guides and white paper section?
0: Hmm, Who?
1: cypress Norse, google ads the complete guide so if you want to check that out we do have this awesome resource on our site it's the complete guide to google ads it's broken up into 10 different articles and it'll answer all of your questions there great for debrainwashing brainwashing yourself after the skill shop mm. Mm. Speaking of Skillshop, he said that in here. He said <laughs> about Skillshop. <laughs> it's worth including a cautionary note here simply because I find Google Ads has a bit of propaganda included in its training.
2: A bit. A bit. Yeah. A bit.
1: He's being very polite. And next up from Greg of the Year, front runner, PPC Greg on Twitter. He noticed this week that, I think it was him that broke the news last week. They have a new column in the Google Ads search term reporting that says, last week it said omitted how many search terms were omitted now they change that to other search terms
2: that's Mm. ridiculous it's the same
1: naming team Mm -hmm. i love that
2: somebody put like laid the truth out there and it's like these are the omitted terms and then google parents like oh my goodness how dare how could we how could we possibly say omitted are you buying these terms you can't say omitted this is going to cause trouble and then they change it to other
1: it is omitted it's stolen stolen. I, I like wish that. you guys watched The Crown because there's this whole thing where Margaret Thatcher like won't sign this paper and she keeps going back and forth about one word of it. And um it's on The Crown.
2: Was the word omitted?
1: <laughs> no, it's like me- she I think she ends up with measures. Oh. But like mm. it starts with sanctions and they just keep going back and forth and every time the person has to do it on a typewriter it's just an amazing scene.
0: Mm. Oh, a typewriter. Yeah, watch Count The Crown. In. Just for that. <laughs>
1: And now on to our new segment, Beyond Google Ads, because guess what, guys? Google Ads doesn't care about you. But we do. So this week, I just wanted to do a quick reminder to everyone, don't forget about AdRoll. It is a direct-to-consumer focused display ad platform. We use it, I only work on it for one client and only remarketing right now, but I learned that they actually do contextual targeting and they have like a lot of interesting direct-to-consumer categories, arts and entertainment, food and drink, Gamers for me and Jess, news, personal <laughs> finance. They have everything on here retail, travel, fashion and beauty, family and parenting. And then some of the sites are really awesome. They have people.com, Variety, Yahoo Finance, TMZ, Scary Mommy.
2: Wait, where was the really awesome one?
1: <laughs> people.com is a good site. No, it's not. They have a lot of people on their site.com. <laughs> you might want to show ads there. Spotify. <laughs> wow. I guess it's not the yeah, ad it's the website. ESPN, Expedia, Cheapo Air. These are good sites. So if you want <laughs> Cheapo Air.
2: A lot of people over there today. I've
1: used that. I know. <laughs> but, you know, when the world goes back to normal. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of good placements. They have contextual targeting. I didn't know they did. So just in case anyone else didn't know, check it out.
2: All right. And this week in Organic, we are going to start with new ways to connect with and understand your customers and messaging with customers just got easier because now you can as a business hey Hey. local business you can now not just use your my business profile you can message with your customers using google maps and your customers can message you with google maps because that's what everybody really needs (laughs) is the ability to say where do i get there and then i'm just going to message people What are your thoughts on that, Jess, as a small business?
0: I mean, it's one more thing for me to have to manage, which is kind of annoying. But I think if somebody has a question and they're in the map, you might lose them if they have to go look for you elsewhere. So I can see the upside to this.
2: Yes. And they said, and soon you'll also be able to see your messages right from Google search via the customer's menu on your business profile, which I think is better. Oh, All right. Um, But there is some validity to being like, hey, I'm going here i'm already in my maps let me message that and they also have uh, additional customer interaction reports coming as well for your local business it looks pretty cool you can see how people interacted whether it's calls messages bookings and then your business profile performance and it'll be over on our show notes at marketingclock.com all right another piece of news from google maps is you can now discover what is happening on google maps (laughs) surprising can't believe it wow so Google says the world is dynamic and it can be hard to keep up with changes in your city and neighborhood and so there's now a trusted local sources will be shown in the community feed which will be in the explore tab of Google Maps so you can find the latest reviews photos and posts that were added to Google Maps by local experts and people you follow as well as food and drink merchants Oh, food merchant and articles <laughs> from publishers like the Infatuation. Like they're just trying to make Google Maps their social network at this point, right? What else
1: is well, that? That's really sad.
0: Yeah, but hopefully they don't just shut it down. <laughs> I <laughs> like
2: know, I use
0: Google Maps.
1: I I know, need yeah, it. seriously, yeah. we all need
0: it. Hmm.
2: Yeah. Oh, well, you like Google Play Music? Oh, hey, it's gone. It's YouTube Music. All right. Someone's better. I bought things there. <laughs> They gave me said, hey, bought it on Google Play Music, and I bought it. And that's.
0: You bought those clicks too, but they're not telling you where they came from.
2: No, omitted. <laughs> so, next up, Google put out a webmasters thread on Core Web Vitals. This came out on Wednesday, and it is the Core Web Vitals and Page Experience FAQs. And if you've got any questions on Core Web Vitals, Anything from what are the metrics? Why are they relevant? To one that I thought people might have help with is the difference between desktop and mobile rankings. My is Google recommending that all my pages hit these thresholds? What's the benefit? If you want Google's answers, you can click on through to the show notes and marketingclock.com and check out that full thread. There's a lot of questions around, it and I appreciate the fact that I tried to answer a lot of Google speak in there, but somewhat helpful. Next up, Google Search is updating their podcast carousel with larger graphics. So they used to have those little teeny square graphics, and now they're bigger, and they kind of do that. Do you remember, like, if you see TV and it's, like, standard def, but they try to make it high def, and they don't have the footage, so it kind of gets blurry on the sides? They're doing that with podcasts now (laughs) in a bigger format, but with the same square podcast image there. And I don't think it looks bad. I think it actually looks good. I couldn't replicate this with marketing a clock. But there are some examples in the show notes or on YouTube if you're watching.
1: These examples could use some more green.
2: They could. Mm. You're right, Shep. Keep the, keep the red shirt, but maybe a little more green in there. <laughs> so it's a good reminder to use Google Podcast Manager as well so that you can get not only the information as to how people are consuming your podcast, but help in, with Google uh, and get make sure you're in the feed. Um, next up, in no duh news from Barry Schwartz over se seroundtable.com, Anchor text is a Google ranking factor. All right, next up in Oh No News. <laughs> Google says longer versus shorter anchor text, not better, but may provide more context. Also from Barry Schwartz at Search Engine Roundtable. And the reason it's the Oh No, we can insert the shop Oh No right here. Oh No. Because this is anytime Google gives any inkling of something of a direction it gets totally blown out of proportion and seos just heck it to death with this feedback and we're going to get reports from competitors being like oh here i just ran this report and guess what your incoming anchor links could be longer so that they have more context provided and it's like no that's not the point it's the point is if you, if you have descriptive text it's helpful doesn't mean go make longer anchor text and go buy links or do whatever you got to do to make longer anchor text it's just making a statement and it wish this wasn't an article But it is. It is. (laughs) So don't. I love Barry. Read a different article of his, but not this one. All right, next up there, Google also launched the Large Site Owner's Guide to Managing Your Crawl Budget. If you've got a huge site that's being overwhelmed by Google and the crawlers, you can check it out. It is a guide that describes how to optimize the crawling of very large and frequently updated sites. Next up by way of BFF for the show, Glenn Gabe on Twitter, at Glenn Gabe. He says, in part of schema.org version 11, a new type for AMP story was added. If you're publishing web stories, you should check it out. And there's a link to it, schema.org forward slash AMP story, and a hat tip to Bill Sawalski. We talked about this quick. Last week, there's now our article up on Search Engine Journal. If you want to see the web stories, extravaganza marketing a talk with Glenn Gabe, Samuel Schmidt, myself, and Shep. I thought it was fantastic, and this is something else to add into the equation. If you're working on web stories, add that schema in, folks. And that's it for Organic Jess. What's happening on social?
0: All right, quite a bit this week. Not really. Slow news week. (laughs) First up, from The Verge, TikTok is reportedly testing longer three-minute videos. I feel like this could also be an oh-no news. But Matt Navarro, of course, was on the short list, and he received the following notification about this test. It said, upload longer videos. You have early access to uploading videos up to three minutes long on the TikTok app and desktop. Try it out. Make sure your app is up to date and try uploading a video from your device on the app or tiktok.com great instructions i'm not on tiktok so i don't know if this is necessary but i feel like not like it could be great for brands or creators if you really have something to showcase but i just think that people are going to abuse this and make longer stupider videos because that's what
2: tiktok is i'm me. worried about the health of people like what do you you're <laughs> used to a one minute dance now you gotta three-axe that dance? Right, That's your heart rate's gonna real, be up. a
1: like, dance competition dance from like StarQuest.
0: Or one of your German workout videos. What is videos?
1: StarQuest? Like one of the dance competitions I went to in high school in oh. Woodbridge, Virginia.
0: Did
2: you win?
1: Probably
0: not. <laughs> <laughs> but didn't you win something for cartwheeling once?
1: I won a hula hoop competition at Ashford Elementary School. I'm still the record holder. Um, I just stopped because I was bored.
2: Wow that's awesome mic drop take that mic pick it up and drop it yeah I was
1: in third grade and then they stopped they stopped having the competition I hear oh I
2: wonder that's why you're the record the record because they stopped
1: (laughs) I mean (laughs) yeah, really. it was a long time I kept beating myself every year and then they just stopped doing it because it's like what's the
0: point wow I mean you ruined it yeah you ruined it for everyone. (laughs) No more hula hooping. All right. Moving on. Reddit reported an average of 52 million daily active users in October. And that is a 44% increase in active engagement year over year. So this just in people, people are still bored here in 2020. And I think that includes the masterminds over at Spotify and celebrities, too, because and I can't believe I'm about to say this. Guys, brace yourselves. Your favorite music streaming service now has stories.
1: Spotify.
0: (laughs) Spotify.
1: But is it just they had stories for like the wrapped?
0: Yeah, it's. And it's kind of like that, whereas like they're in control, you're not. So you can't like not everyone can just go make one. They're associated with a limited number of playlists. So right now, if you look at the Christmas Hits one, there's like that little circle that everybody knows being story and you can click it and it's got artists talking about Christmas memories and the songs and whatever. So it's fine. I'm just I'm glad that not everybody can just make one because that's dumb. Yeah. But a rep from Spotify did tell The Verge that they routinely conduct a number of tests in an effort to improve. Our user experience, some of the tests end up paving the path to a broader user experience and others serve only as an important learning. We have no further news to share. So it seems like it's probably not going to go wide, but I do think like as a creator, it might be cool if it didn't expire and it was just something like a podcast like us, if we could create one just to give people a taste of what we're about and it's on our Page that might be nice, but I don't think we need it. Like, when you call it stories, I just throw up because I think it's supposed to be like stories, and this really isn't. It's like click, you can click through it and whatever, but that's kind of where it stops. I don't
1: hate it. I didn't know about like following people on Spotify until you (laughs) called me out for listening to Disney Park music, and I was
0: like, How do you know what I'm listening to? And you told me you could follow people. I had no idea. Yeah, you can see there's like a little feed on the side. But that's that to me makes sense. I don't I want to know what my friends are listening to, but that's as yeah. social as Spotify should get, I think for regular
2: folks. I agree. Regular users. Don't wa- don't watch what Jess is listening yeah. to. It's going <laughs> to blow your ears out. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't wait for stories to come to Google Maps. I'm just crossing oh my fingers. Oh god. You joke, but that's not nice. oh, I know. We're sure we're going to get
1: like kidnapped. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <true>. <laughs> Here I am.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my goodness All right, last year Facebook has launched Social Good for Business, which is a new site that they did not call a hub, which surprised me cuz I feel like that's been a buzzword lately. It but it's so also not it a site a portal either. Yeah. Portal, <laughs> hub. No, it is it's not even a, a site. They're calling it a website, but it's like a page on a site. <laughs> um, but <laughs> The point behind it is nice. It's to help businesses boost their social impact. If you're interested, you can find it at facebook.com slash business slash resources slash social good for business. One word, no dashes. We'll have the link in the show notes. But it's great. It has resources, tools, and inspiration for businesses that want to launch a fundraiser, donate to a cause, or foster community support. And it's all part of working towards their broader community mission at Facebook, which believe it or not is to quote, give people the power to build community and bring the world closer together, which Isn't that beautiful? I think it's nice. I don't know if they're accomplishing it in
3: everything that they do,
0: but it's something.
3: And that brings us to our real life segment, straight out of our accounts and into your earholes it's time for working hard or hardly working where we talk about what's going on in our irl work good bad or otherwise
1: i found a cool new feature in google docs this week at least it was new to me if you're in a document and you go to tools you can click compare documents and pull up another document and it compares them whoa but it's really cool for when you have like different files like you make a new file for a client or something and then you pull it up. You can see exactly where all the changes were made between the two. So I can see myself using this.
0: Yeah, that's actually pretty cool. I keep a lot of like originals and then have updates. So that's yeah. handy. I'm going to use that job. Um, For me, I noticed last week actually that there and it might have been gone for a while, but there used to be a checkbox when you're publishing your Facebook ads changes to try and publish with errors if there were errors and a lot of times the errors in Facebook ads aren't actually errors it's just being wonky and it would post and be fine and that checkbox is now gone I noticed and there's also been a graying out of the publish button when you're trying to publish things um, at the bulk level. And I've had to go through this week several times in several different accounts and publish individual ads one at a time to get it to go through. So I'm not going to tweet at Rob Leathern, obviously. I don't know how they're going to fix it, but I I hope it's just me, but I feel like it's a a big issue and it's annoying.
2: Nice. And for me, we have one client that is a a very large few hundred thousand SKUs plus a B2B shopping account and the fantastic... Kathleen, a.k.a. Kberg, and our team <laughs> put together these really awesome, like a look at kind of revenue from the week, looking at it year over year, week over week, and also spend level. And then we do that also with just different campaigns and we caught something. There was an issue with the way a cart was being configured and where the remarketing was. Um, and so just taking that time, seeing that in our accounts and looking at it week over week and seeing that there started to be a decline, Um, We fixed it. We probably saved tens of thousands of dollars due due to it. So definitely compare, contrast, week over week, year over year, all that. And don't let it slip past.
3: And now for this week's Cool Tool. As a reminder, our Cool Tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners and is really, really cool.
0: This week's cool tool is the JavaScript rendering comparison checker from the folks over at search view That's search V I U and shout out to Brody Clark for spotting and sharing this handy and free tool. He's a really good follow by the way, if you're not following him, it's at Brody SEO on Twitter. But back to the tool, the JavaScript Rendering Comparison Checker looks for differences between what's in the source code versus the rendered HTML of a page. And it delivers the results to you in a straightforward side-by-side format. And then there's also a simple, like, super high-level non-technical visual with lovely check marks if everything's good. And we have an example if you're watching us on YouTube. It is up in the video. And we'll also have a screenshot in the show notes. You can see just how awesome and easy it is. So if you want to check it out for yourself, just head on over to searchview.com en javascript hyphen rendering hyphen comparison hyphen check or just go to marketingclock.com. We will have the link in our show notes. It's handy. Bookmark it. Keep it around.
3: Now it's time for our must read marketing article of the week. An article so advanced, so in-depth, so detailed, that we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show. And this
2: week's must-read marketing article of the week comes from Christina Azarenko at A-Z-A-R Chick on Twitter. And she has a domain migration checklist and ultimate Google Data Studio dashboard over at Marketing Syrup. So the SEO checklist for domain migration includes a few words about the change of address tool, The Ultimate Data Studio Dashboard to Track Domain Migration. Again, that checklist like we talked about. How to use the Domain Migration Analysis Dashboard. And it's just a great look if you've never done this before. We have specific things we do on our side, but this is like an all-in-one if you've not done it. Take it, use it, build off it, and iterate. But great post. Thank you, Christina.
0: All right. That does it for
1: today's show. It is now officially not Marketing O'Clock.
2: Remember, you can catch everything from the show on marketingoclock.com. And while you're there, please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode.
1: And we will see you next week.
3: Thanks for listening to Marketing O'Clock, part of the Search Engine Journal Podcast Network. If you're looking for more information on today's topics, head over to marketingaclock.com for links to all the articles that we covered. And please be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode.
1: Welcome to this week's Shooting the Hack. We're after our famous Friday news show. We don't talk about marketing anymore. We just...
2: Shoot the hack.
1: This week, um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm just obsessed with Spotify wrapped like I love learning more things about myself. It's all about me. <laughs> but they also have stats for like, you know, the whole world. So I'm going to quiz you
0: guys on those. Oh, no. We're so in touch with the outside <laughs> Actually, world. I think these are just
1: for the US.
0: Still, <laughs> my point remains.
1: Um, so we're going to go back and forth. I didn't make a multiple choice. They're just open ended. I want to know, like, your guess and s- some things that went into your guess. You know, t- walk me through your your thoughts. Okay, so we'll start with Jess. No, who do you think was the most streamed artist of
0: 2020 on Spotify? On um, is is that what's that guy's name with the, with yeah. the rainbow <laughs> hair? takashi six <laughs> <laughs> oh my god is he even allowed on spotify i don't know if he is but i feel like he was in the news and people like love him or hate him and they'd be like i gotta check don't out say this that guy. guy's name on our show did i even say it right <laughs> i think
1: so i don't like that guy okay i don't either it's You're just wrong. my guess <laughs> do you want to try to
2: steal right? Yes, yeah. i'm gonna go with some like crossover still kind of like hip-hop i'm gonna go with something that has appeal across the board and say maybe like post malone
1: No, that's incorrect. The correct answer is this gentleman named Bad Bunny.
0: (laughs) How are our guesses wrong? (laughs) I've never even heard of that person. I don't even
1: know one of his songs. (laughs) Not with it.
0: He wasn't one of the 700 artists I apparently discovered this year.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I guess not. Okay, Mm -hmm. next question. Greg, what do you think was the most played song of 2020?
2: So my thought process is crossover because it's got to be everything but I was... Debunked with bad money there, so I think it's something that gets a little country, a little hip hop. Bad buddies
1: cu- country. I don't
2: know. I, no, no, no. I'm, I'm just going. I'm gonna go with little Nasax with the little Nasax song.
1: The one. The, the horses song. That was 2019, bro.
2: Sorry, <laughs> that's how, that's how <laughs> hip I am.
1: Can I steal? Come on, you knew that.
2: No, I didn't. Oh <laughs> no, I thought it like rolled over.
1: That was last year. Okay, Jess, can you steal?
0: Does it have to be popular this, like it was new this year or it was just popular this it year? It says
1: it was the most played song of 2020, so I don't think so. Could be an old song.
0: All right, then it was probably, I mean, mm. What about what's that Lady Gaga Ariana Grande song where they're like, let it rain on me,
1: yeah. I don't care? I think it's called Rain on Me. Yeah. Like that, that seems can, like a 2020
2: can I anthem. Follow up guess? Yeah. Uh, could it be Shep by Satchel? <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> okay. Was it the Macarena? That's uplifting. No. The answer is
1: Greg was close last time, blinding lights by the weekend. Oh. And he has a mm-hmm. bloody face in this picture. It's a little suspicious. Who does? The weekend because he went oh. to the
2: AMA Music Awards and wanted to show that you shouldn't drink and drive.
1: Okay, well, he oh. also didn't get nominated for any Grammys and he's mad about it. Well, we'll see him at the Super Bowl halftime show. <laughs> okay, <laughs> top three podcasts of twenty twenty, Jess. I'll give you a chance to guess one. Yeah, see if you can get one. Then
0: we'll give it to Greg. I just I only know like four podcasts. Um, wow. Present company excluded. Uh, my favorite murder? Wrong.
2: All right, so I'm gonna. The game theory here is like, what could be Spotify exclusive here? So it boils down oh. to Michelle Obama or Joe Rogan. I'm gonna go Joe Rogan. It's Joe Rogan,
1: isn't it? It is Joe Rogan, and that's a good point. They said top three podcasts, so these might not be the. I bet they lied. Mm.
2: Okay. Huh. Anybody mm.
1: want to guess the other two? He was number one.
2: I'm gonna go some. Like fresh air or some garbage like that.
1: <coughs> Close. <laughs> Ted Talks and the Daily.
2: Oh, I should do Planet Money. That's um
1: They're both NPR.
2: That's that's P P C Craig's jam.
1: Is that Kai doll? <laughs> <Yeah>. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Crossover cards. Okay. Um this one's kind of boring. Perfect. Okay.
2: Perfect. <laughs>
1: oh, you want to do the boring one? <laughs> yeah. Okay. What do you think were the top playlists for self care in twenty twenty? They're all like made up. Could you come up with any of the funny names? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that that's a not boring and b really hard. Top playlist for self care. Yeah. My personal one was middle school Jess because it takes me back.
1: What? <laughs> oh, no, these it's are a re- made by Spotify. I know, it's but probably, I don't know. Like, something like like. <laughs>
2: Pino and pillows or something like that. Oh, wow. No,
1: <laughs> they are confidence boost, your wow. favorite coffee house, songs to sing in the shower, and just smile. Okay. It can sound have... like
2: podcasts. They're playlists. They're oh.
1: playlists. Sorry. <laughs> Self-care playlists. Okay. Um, Where are we in the order? <laughs>
2: <Okay>. Yes, yes.
0: <laughs> because this is the last question. Well, we're both winning. We're tied with points. So
1: the decade with the most throwbacks... Was what
2: two thousand? What on earth is that even saying?
1: The decade we threw back to the most was what?
2: I feel like you're speaking a different what language. We need Katie on it. Katie is in here, but she doesn't have a mic. Yet. I
1: literally read it word for word.
2: She's a throw. we should have seen this this piece of clothing she tried to make me buy with linen. You should have. Did you see that? The clothing. I didn't see an
1: example. Oh no. my
2: gosh, we got to put it in the show notes. So just pick a decade of yeah, music that you think people listened to the what? most besides <laughs> the one we're in. I'm gonna so here's the rationale. I'm gonna go with our th- our fellow throwback Katie here. I'm gonna go with the outfit. It looked like somebody preparing for to go to Hail Bop, so I'm gonna go with the '90s.
1: I don't know. I don't get the rationale at all. Um, that's incorrect. So if Jess gets it right, you win, right?
2: Oh, do I? Yay! I they,
1: mean, you said you I were tied. 2000s. I guess 2000s. We, oh.
0: we were tied at zero. I think 2000s. <laughs> oh, nobody got anything. No. no.
1: <laughs> I thought you got one. No. No, it's the 80s.
2: What? I was closer. How can you say that 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 she'd won?
1: I thought you were both tied for one. So I said if she got it right, she would have won the game. We were
2: both tied yeah. at zero. But then nobody won, won so the nobody game. So nobody won anything. Okay.
1: Nobody wins yeah. anything we're if all, we're
0: throwing back to the 80s. We're all losers.
1: <laughs> and we will see you next week.